Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, people, what is going on? You know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band. It means another episode of Unfiltered coming your way here and now. This is officially episode number 95. This is the eighth installment in my Life Pod series. This one called Going Forward. You can go forward and be part of the Unfiltered Revolution. Jump on board at Casey Stern on Twitter at any time. You can get in there and you will find in uh, my bio YouTube channel. You can subscribe to it, like all the videos, watch them all. Uh, obviously, listen to Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts the normal way. However, you would like to do it as always presented by our good friends by Bet Online. And we're getting into today in this eighth uh, installment of this Life Pod series and episode 95 overall, something I'm encapsulating going forward. Um, I want to start with kind of setting up a few of the things that we're going to talk about today and then begin as I've begun all of these Life Pods in kind of different ways, but just in case somebody's jumping in one of these for the first time with the why. So let's start with some of what we'll kind of discuss today. Uh, we'll talk today about, again, the empowerment and the importance of, of mental health and get into that. We'll discuss uh, being you, win or lose, and I'll explain what I mean by that. We'll talk about battling the what ifs, uh, being good in the mirror, and something that I call loyalty over royalty. And we'll discuss all those different things here in this going forward app. It is, <coughs> excuse me, episode uh, 95, the eighth installment of the Life Pod series. And you know, I, I appreciate and I'll open with this, you know, all the comments and the people who have reached out who have, you know, kind of shared their own thoughts on some of the things that I've broken down. That's that's the biggest reason about the why. And I say this every time I, I, I wrote down here in my little scribble notes, but I, I, in the why I wrote because nobody else will. I mean, that's that's really the biggest reason. What do I mean by that? When I was going through the roughest times of my life. I wish that I had people that I listened to or that I, you know, even if I didn't know them personally, that I respected, that I could have, you know, had places to go to kind of hear about stories of people who had gone through similar things that I was going through, who had felt issues of, of, you know, high anxiety or low self-esteem or both at the same time. People had, you know, been through um, insecurity or, or bullying, um, and just a number of the different things that I've experienced at different times in my life. I, I really wish that I had those people that I could have kind of leaned towards, even if I didn't know them in my personal life, to kind of, you know, that I bought into as humans that would kind of express, you know, how they felt. I also know how I have felt <clears throat> listening to people like Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan and Rick Ankiel and so many other people at different points in my life professionally and also personally as a fan and I know what those things have meant to me. They've meant a lot because there's people kind of jumping on the edge and being honest about how they feel and that we're all humans. Everybody tries to pretend that they're perfect. I mean, we're in a world on Twitter and with social media. And I said this, at, you know, one of the live pods recently, but, you know, I've been implored to, to get my show on Instagram and to put it on Facebook. And I have refused, at least thus far, to do either. Um, and don't see that changing. Because I, I, I don't even have those apps on my phone anymore because I don't want to be anywhere near the negativity that comes with those places for me. Everybody has their own. And Twitter doesn't, doesn't bring that for me because I, I stay in more of a realm of, of baseball and news and people I follow. And, and you can kind of pick and choose. And, and the other two places were just too difficult for me to be around. 
that's just being honest. Now, most people wouldn't even admit that, but I have no problem admitting that. Um, we are all different in the things that are triggers for us negatively and the things that bring us to positivity. We're all different. You don't have to be an empath like I am to feel. You don't have to have had insecurity issues like I have to feel or to feel pain or defeat or or that what if and battling it, which I'm going to talk about today or any of these other things. And I say this all the time. I'm, I'm no finished product. I'm a, I'm a work in progress as a human being like I think we all are. But that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this, because I feel like nobody ever talks about it until there's some sort of finished product. And they could say, aha, see, look at all the great shit I've done. Right. So it's like, no, yeah, well, it's easy now. Right. But I, I want to know from you when you're when you're in it. I want to know from you when you when you're going through and you're trying to figure out how to go forward as we talk about today, which to me is in some ways the toughest thing to do. But the why is because I've had people in my life around me who have had amazing level struggles with mental health and it has deterred them for the life that they want to lead and the relationships they want to have. And, and, and seeing that and the impact that it has on loved ones when that happens to somebody that you're close to, it changes you forever. You're never the same because, you know, for me, I, I've had this you know complex. I remember, geez, I remember a relationship I was in in my high school, right? And this long ago, and I remember a, um, somebody who I, you know, still keep in contact with telling me that, I had a savior, a Superman complex that I wanted to save everybody. And, and they were right. I think because I, I grew up and had a difficult childhood in a lot of ways, I wanted to be somebody who could make sure and ensure that nobody, I felt pain in such different levels that I just didn't want anyone to ever feel any. And because I was an empath and I just continued to feel those kind of things, I didn't want anybody else to feel any pain. So I was always trying to heal and fix everybody else. And because of that, I got into friendships and relationships that I never should have been in, in the first place where I was doing all of the work with people around me to try and better them. And I wasn't bettering myself. But I always had that kind of a complex. When you are close to someone that's a loved one or a family member or both in some cases that has goes through just an, an extreme mental health issue. You go through a lot of pain because not only are you affected by what's going on around you and what's happening to somebody you love and then whatever displaced anger you're feeling that's in those moments, but you're also dealing with, if you have a complex I do where you're trying to kind of, you know, save these people and you become more invested in making them fixed than you are yourself. And you don't realize that, that you then are, are going down the wrong direction. That's precisely what happened to me. You know, I my my you know mental health kind of <clears throat> struggles or battles in my life <clears throat> have been with things like anxiety, insecurity, self-esteem, my weight, a lot of things that people go through. Um, but I, I witnessed you know something with somebody that I love that was way more than anything like that, and I had no idea how to navigate it or how to help. And it's the hardest thing I've ever been through. I mentioned that in a previous pod. So for me, if whether it's, you know, things that I've I've learned from or lived through, the more that that we can share with each other kind of, you know, positive things instead of just shitting on each other when everybody because you know, that's that's what we do. Yeah, and that's where I want to want to you know start in terms of the the empowerment, because something I wrote down here was, 
you know, one of the things I've learned about people who are going through me real mental health struggles is how afraid they are to admit it. That they will admit anything else to anyone else or to themselves because it can't be that. It can't be that big of a struggle. It has to be something else. It has to be, and it could even be on their own you know, you know, fault, but it has to be their own fault in terms of choices that they've made. It can't be illness. It has to be somebody else's fault. It can't be their illness. It has to be the um, the situation that they're dealing with in life. It can't be their illness. It, it can't be that they're ill because, and I wrote down here, it's to protect themselves and not in a bad way. And I've realized this kind of looking back on it, but I think, you know, from what I experienced watching watching it was it's to protect themselves from that, that admitting in the mirror that there's a problem. And I understand that because I've dealt with a lot of that because when I was at my lowest points in, in, in life and in insecurity and in self-esteem, I had a huge problem looking in the mirror and admitting that I had that problem. It didn't matter at that point whose fault it was. It didn't matter what made me feel what or how good I was to somebody. I had to figure out how to go forward. And that's the hardest part for a lot of people who deal. You know, somebody shared a story with me a few days ago after one of these recent life pods about how they resonated with something I said about how embarrassed they were when they were going through these issues and that people that they love made them feel worse and made fun of them. And I, I was went through that. Um, that's that that makes it impossible to go forward. That's why I always say, you know, at the end of a lot of the podcasts, I close with, you know, tell somebody I got you and mean it because I don't even know how different the low points in my life, how much easier they would have been if just somebody would have stepped up and said that to me. And that's why, you know, I, I'm making sure that, you know, any relationships with with family or friends or any loved ones in the future of my life. I mean, that's that's got to be something that I feel as much as something I give and the I feel and and I give are the parts that I had in the wrong areas. I give always. I feel ah, I didn't really care about that. I'll figure it out tomorrow. Like it doesn't matter. It's not about me. And a lot of that becomes you're willing to take and deal with any shit that anybody gives you because you don't feel good enough about yourself. And it doesn't matter. You can't be alone. You got to keep those people around you. You got to keep them in your life. You got to have them feeling good because who cares if you give a shit or feel good about yourself if you don't pretend they're going to leave. That's that's a life a lot of us have led. When you're insecure, that's what happens. But when somebody's going through a mental health issue, that's what they're dealing with also. And and that's something that, you know, to me, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. And there are a lot of things that I'm continuing to try and get better at as a human being, which we all should do. But one of the mistakes I've never made, because I, I don't know why, I think from as a kid, I always just kind of had this, watching my mom struggle through jobs, as we were kids and, and it just all sorts of stuff is I, I never, ever discounted walking a mile in somebody else's shoes. It is the biggest. It's probably one of the things that comes most naturally to me. And it's probably the thing that happened to me the least when I was at my lowest points, because if anybody that was around me would have looked at the, the, the shoes I was walking in and try and walked in them, they never would have treated me the way they were treating me. But I, I just have always done that naturally because I think I've always been too ingrained to think about how other people are feeling. Now, part of that's good, but part of it's not. That goes into the second thing I wrote. Be you, win or lose. Don't be them. What does that mean? When you're in sports, and let's take sports as, because I always give sports analogies, right? And, you know, here are the Giants. They're three and one, right? I'm a huge Giant fan. So 
We get into this game the other day, and Daniel Jones, who, by the way, you know, deserves more credit than he's getting, but this is not a sports pod. It's a live pod, so I'll leave it there for now. But you know, he gets hurt, right? And Tyrod Taylor's out. And Saquon's got to go in in the wishbone and basically be the quarterback, right? You can't be you like what your game plan was coming in. You got to... You got to win. You got to adjust to win. You got to figure out how to win. You got to then take that quarterback situation and you got to find a way. Okay, how are we going to get to the last and navigate through the last seven minutes of this game? Because we got to hold a lead at 20 to 12, which is what the score was, and we got to win, right? And in life, we do a lot of that as well. Okay, like I'm I'm ahead and I'm where I want to go in career with a relationship or in, in love or in family or parenting or whatever. And, and okay, got to get to that finish line. And now I'm adjusting anything I can right? To, to just get there. And, and a lot of that is natural and real. And a lot of that is actually good. And you have to do some of that because if you're not adaptable, you're going to fail, especially if you ever have any stress or anxiety or things thrown at you. And trust me, if anybody could tell you they've had them thrown, I've had them thrown at me and I get it, right? So I understand that you got to have adaptability that way, right? Whether it's survival instinct or, or unity and togetherness, if you're a family or with your friends or in a company you work in, whatever it is. But what sometimes happens to people who have self-esteem issues, and it happened to me, is you're not thinking anymore when you're trying to win with other people, right, that, that you are hoping care for you the way you thought that they did. And you're realizing internally they don't. Every red flag is up. And you know that they don't feel the way about you and never did that you thought. And they don't care about you at all in some cases, right? And look, we've all been through that, right? And I've been through it at like the highest and worst level where I, I was totally wrong, right? And anybody who else who's been cheated on at, at, at a point where you literally had no idea it was happening, you feel like the biggest moron on earth. And I had that happen to me and felt and felt and still even years, I feel like the biggest moron on earth, right? When those things happen to you, right? You are now starting to just be a you that wins. Like, I don't care... If I got to sacrifice my own self-esteem, I don't care if I got to like, you know, get shit on. If I got to apologize, even if I'm not wrong, you know, I'm not going to stand up for myself. I'll be the person who crawls first. I'll be the person who crawls first. I'll be the person who begs first. I'll be the person who gives first. I'll be the person who listens first. I'll be the person who apologizes first. Anybody else listening sound familiar? Yeah, I'm sure a lot of you because that's I've been there and you can't be that. Because then what happens is you win temporarily and, okay, you're doing everything that you can. And, you know, maybe if, if you know, temporarily it appeases that person and they stay in your life and that happened to me, right? Then all of a sudden what happens is the second you go back to being yourself, they want nothing to do with you again. And now you're back to trying to be somebody even further away from who you are instead of standing still and saying, this is who the fuck I am. Deal with it, right? No, you know, sorry about the language, but that's where you live in, right? That's kind of where you're at. But we can't do that when we don't have any points where I've, in my life where I've had like supreme confidence and I've had a few of those. I, I wouldn't put up with anything. And then I got to another point in my life where I literally look back at it and I'm like, I can't believe how awful I was being treated for how long, like day after day after day. And I literally was blaming it on myself internally, apologizing outwardly to them as if I did it. But I didn't. And it doesn't matter whether or not people that, are, that do that to you in your life are ever going to admit it, because I've said this before, you know, part of it, right? And 
Yeah, it's not just about people going through mental health issues. You may just meet somebody who's just an asshole, right? And if they are that way, they're never going to admit blame or fault to anyone or themselves. So the more that they get people in a circle around them that they have fed BS that's not real, that they can then agree with, that permeates, and all of a sudden it's like that ooze in Ghostbusters 2, the more then it's easy for them to sit there and look down at you and say it's your fault. Now, you know it's not. But if you have the problems of insecurity and self-esteem, you don't even remember it's not. You're just apologizing anyway. And you're battling, which is the third part of this episode, the what-ifs. So I wrote down battling what-ifs, and then I wrote I, 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 I. One of the things that I realized in my life at times where I was down and had no self-confidence, right? And a specific time more than any in my life, which was the hardest I've been through in, in now uh, two weeks, it'll be 44, less than that, in 44 years, okay? What I realized more than anything is that when I went into the what if, I blamed myself for everything. What if I would have said this different? What if I would have been here more? What if I would have said that more often? What if I wouldn't have reacted to this? What if I would have reacted to that? What if I didn't let it get to that and reacted to this before that and in the first place? What if this didn't happen and that I didn't do that? At the points in my life where this has happened, I literally put 100% of the blame on myself. Every what if was something I should have done different. Every what if was something I did wrong. And that's where the pain and the insecurity and the anxiety, if you get through that and go through self-esteem issues, that's where that builds, right? And it could be in work. It could be in a relationship. It could be with family. It could, there's a million things that, that can play into it, right? But when you're in a point in your life where you're going through struggle and you're feeling bad about yourself and being made to feel worse about yourself— you sit there in a position where literally the crazy part is that people probably don't even understand that only internally, if you've gone through it, you can really understand that, yeah, this happens because it seems like it's insanity. Is it that person, even though they are being shit on and even though they deserve better, they actually are internally thinking it's all their fault because that's what I did. Every what if was mine. I went and I have no problem admitting this, right? And I wrote this down to bring this up because I, I, I think... You know, I went back to the beginning, like, why? Because nobody else will. These are things everybody deals with, but nobody talks about reality. I call the show unfiltered because I don't believe in bullshit, and I don't really care what anyone thinks. I really don't. All right? I'm a good person. I'm a good father. I'm good at my job. I'm struggling to try and get back to where I was supposed to be and should have been in my career and was and get further than that. I'm struggling to find happiness and will, and I'm going through the motions a lot of people go through every damn day. And if somebody doesn't like that, that's totally fine with me. Just take a number, honestly. Get in line. But I didn't listen to music for nine months. And I know how long it was because I remember when I added a song, and I used to do them to my phone all the time. When I added a song to my phone, and then I went into recent, and I looked at the last song that I added, it was actually, it was more than, it was almost 10 months prior. I was afraid of music. I love music, right? So, but music tells stories. Music tells memories. Music makes you feel. <clears throat> I was too afraid for almost 10 months of what music made you feel. I didn't listen to music for almost 10 months because I was afraid of it. It's true. Now, a lot of people go through that. A lot of people have 
you know, issues or things that happen in their life or feel down about themselves or self-esteem or they get bullied and they get made fun of. And, and, you know, like me, you know, you go back to your childhood and if you have the childhood I have, it puts you in a spot where all of a sudden you're beating yourself up more than you should. I, 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 what if I, what if I, and what happens is you don't remember until it's way too late. What if they were a human? What if they treated me well? What if they respected who the F I am? What if they were loyal? What if they were kind? What if they actually loved me? Like all the things every one of you have all been through at different times in your life. But we never think about that. It's always like, what if I, what if I, and then it's like the music is like, I don't want those memories. I don't want those. But now I'm chasing them. I'm chasing the ones I want. I'm listening, ironically, I'm listening to a lot of 80s music. But I'm listening to, maybe I just want to be 12 again. I don't know. But I'm listening to like music I want to, I cleared out all the music on my phone and I just went back and I literally like times that like I want to hear, like things I want to feel. Like, I don't give a shit what they want me to feel anymore. You know how long it took me to get there? A long ass time. Like a long time. Yeah, I, 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 stubbornness is bad, but like when I've been at like, you know, my best times in my life, there's got to be, there's, there's an air of confidence you have to, to carry. And I'm a stubborn pain in the ass when I'm confident. And that son of a bitch is back in me now and has been for at least a while here. It was gone for a long time. Gone. I wouldn't listen to anything. The only thing I would ever listen to were, I, I don't even know how many times I've listened to every J.J. Reddick podcast. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to do a podcast because I wanted people who are going through stuff to have a, an escape and let me kind of with some of our interviews and our fun and things that we do and even these live pods be that. It's, it's the truth. That's one of the reasons why when I started this road back, this is the first thing I wanted to do. Because I, I, I don't even know. And it happens to be my favorite podcast. But I, I don't even know how many times I listened to every episode. That's all I did was listen to sports. I, I could not. And it got me way back into sports. But I, I couldn't listen to music. Couldn't do it. Because yeah, it's like I, I, I wrote this under the eyes. It's like insecurity brings anxiety. Anxiety brings regret. Regret brings guilt. And then guilt brings blame. And if you are sitting there and you're a problem of having self-esteem issues, whether, you know, it's fair that you got treated a certain way or not, and you're alone to live with it because that person disappeared and forgot you're alive or because they don't like you or because, you know, whatever the case is, it's your job and, and they cut you or you left or whatever. It does, everybody's got their own thing, right? Two sisters fighting, don't talk for years. It could be anything. This is not just about situations that are similar to what I went through. But what happens is you then blame everything on yourself. And I went through months of that, and I literally could not listen to any music, nothing. Everything I felt was pain. That's it. Everything I felt was a reminder of how insecure I am and how that person and those people who treated me badly are roaming around the earth happier than a pig in shit after they treated me like worse than that. That's all I could think about because I couldn't go forward. Now, why couldn't I go forward? Well, that leads to the next piece, being good with you and in the mirror. Well, something I wrote down here, which is something I thought about for a long time at the low points in my life, is I, I got into a point where it's like, what can I do to prove myself and make somebody else proud of me, right? So if somebody didn't treat me well, it was they didn't respect who I am. They didn't understand who I am. And a lot of times that case is true. But what 
I did what I didn't accept is that sometimes you have to accept that that there are going to be people in your life, people, no matter who you are, male, female, young, old, listening to this or watching this, no matter who you are, there are going to be people in your life who are going to shit on you. There are going to be people in life who are going to forget about you. There are going to be people in your life that ten years later are going to feel like they treated you like garbage and want to apologize and not have the balls or care to. Like those things are going to happen to you. But in my life, because. I've, I've been so tied to, and I wrote this down, not giving up. Like, everything about, like, you know, my career, like, you know, I, I never, nobody ever thought, like, even people in my family never thought I had a chance, right? So I was, I was uphill from day one by myself, kind of very, very much the way it is now, <laughs> being fair, right? So I'm like, I'm, I am uphill climbing right now, right? You disappear from the world for a year and a half in, in Q reading, and what I do for a living, it is not easy. So I, I'm doing what I can, right? And that's just, who would admit that? Me, because I don't care what you think. Like this, I want you on this ride with me or not. Like, that's it, right? But I'm, I'm getting after it and I'm hustling my ass off and I'm doing what I can do because I believe in, in who I am and what I do for a living. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'm still good with that. But I was never good with that. It was always, I got to prove to somebody else to make them proud of me because nobody ever was. And that's just not to make anybody sad or to feel sorry for myself. But it's something I, I never accepted. So it was always like, I got I to gotta, I gotta, you know, find someone who sees me for who I am. And when I went through that in my life, and then I finally found somebody I thought who was the first person probably in my life who ever saw me for who I was, and then they treated me worse than anybody ever had in my life, that combination, I, I went back to like I was 12 years old. That's what happened to me. But... Because I couldn't give up on other people, and I never give up on anything, then I couldn't give up. <clears throat> I got to fight it. I got to figure it out. <clears throat> it can't be as bad as everybody says. It can't. This person can't be as bad as everybody says. And if it, you know, it doesn't matter. It's like I said to, you know, earlier, it, it, this is where it'll never help if you're dealing with people in your life who don't care. If you're dealing with people who are having issues, you got to support them. You have to try. But there are times where you're going to support people, and it's not going to be enough. But it got to be enough for you, because if you worry about everybody else's mental health more than your own, let me be the first to tell you what will happen. You'll lose your own in the process. All of a sudden, you don't feel the same as you did. You're so beaten down and broken down. You don't have that it thing that you had that got you to where you were. And all of a sudden, you brought lower than even those people were. Because misery loves misery. Why do you think it's like, you know, negativity in an office? You get one person who's sitting there at the water cooler complaining about, you know, Jim, Tommy, Mary, Betty. And all of a sudden you get three of them at the bar afterwards on a Friday night. And it's like I used to work in employee retention many years ago. And I used to say this in, in meetings that we would do. You can get 40 people in an office to do what 400 in an office could do. You know what the difference is? If the 400 in the office consists of people who get in the car, they get on that phone on their way home from work, they put their AirPods in, and they say the following, honey, you wouldn't believe the shit that so-and-so boss or so-and-so employee did. You wouldn't believe what so-and-so's getting paid that I'm not getting paid. You wouldn't believe that person ain't doing shit for you tomorrow and didn't do anything until 5 o'clock when they left 50001 on the dot and got out the door and they're already in that car. So you get 40 people who want for you and they're in for you and they feel for you as a company and a boss and an employer, and they will literally ride or die with you. Those 40 people outlast those 400 every single day of the week, twice on Sunday and outperform them every day. When I used to deal with it as a headhunter, deal with employee retention and different jobs I've had, that, 
That is, that is real. That's real, real life stuff. Okay. But you can't, when negativity is, is in a place, you can't fix it all the time. You can't make that person positive. You can't make negative people feel better all the time. Even if you realize, and I had this happen to me, that, that they're probably, and you're not sure, but they're probably good people who literally did just go awry right in front of your eyes, but you just can't fix it just because you want to fix it or because you care or love them. You can't fix it. The person you got to not give up on yourself, not them, yourself. Somebody putting you down and you love them or you care about them or you think they're better than that. Yeah, if you're like me, your mentality is going to be to try and make them better and to live with it and deal with it. But you know what? Sometimes they're not worth it. Sometimes they don't give a shit. And at the end of the day, if you don't fix your own mental health and you don't care about yourself enough to not give up on you, then none of the other shit going to matter either. Not going to matter anyway. You got to be good with you in a mirror. And that's the irony is like I have, you know, for me, like I have far less <clears throat> than I, which look, material things have never been <clears throat> big for me. Anybody who knows me, like, I, you know, I like televisions. Like I, I'm not, and not driving fancy cars, never did. Um, not somebody who cares about any of that, right? Whatever my family or anybody's happy with, I'm happy with, right? I like to go on vacation, but for me, it was always, where does somebody else want to go? I mean, that's how I live my whole life. Not anymore. I go where I want. I'm doing what I want. Right now, I got pretty much almost nothing. And you know what? I'm happier than a pig in shit because I, I just don't feel like I owe anyone else outside of my kids anything anymore. That took a long time to get to, and if I could help people get there who aren't feeling that, you're damn right I'm going to do it. Got to go forward some point. So I'm driving around like, you know, I mean, shoot, I'm sitting there in a Chevy Malibu driving with the windows down with, you know, St. Elmo's fire blasting. So if you see that guy in traffic, you know it's me. But it's like, you know, whatever. Happiness is about being happy with you, good with you in the mirror. Going forward is about accepting that all the what-ifs, they don't matter because those people, you didn't matter to them. You're going to waste and ruin and, and, and sit there and sulk the rest of your life for people who didn't even value your life in the first place? Now, look, I've been there. I know. I've been there. I've been put down, made fun of, and bullied. I've been as insecure as you could be, regardless of what I have did. I've only felt comfortable at times with a mic. I've lived that. That's why I'm here to tell you. I don't care if you sit there, you get a microphone or not. You're a sports fan, and you resonate with me because of that. You're a guy, you're a girl, you're old, you're young. If you've ever felt shitty about yourself and other people have helped and they've looked down and laughed at you, well, guess what? Let's help each other get off our asses and prove to ourselves what we can be because no one cares what they think. They don't even care. Neither should you. It's about going forward. Let's go forward together. Unfiltered Revolution, 95 books. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.